Hello, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, today we are going to play a pre-recorded. Um, it's going to be basically a rerun of Closets Are for Clothes from November 27th, 2007. It was the AIDS Awareness Week um, program, so stay tuned for that. Um, and once again, just to let you know, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever. They take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. I just didn't see enough of them and you know it's just you know you got really really good friends when you just you spend four days with them and you it still wasn't enough nice you know did you travel did you go no well I just traveled like within southeastern Michigan so it wasn't anything like you know cross state boundaries or fly did you cook for Thanksgiving well I was supposed to I was supposed to actually do be the the sous chef so I was supposed to be getting all the sous chef yeah so I was supposed to get all the so they wouldn't let you touch the real meat they made you do salads right exactly 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 I, it was something about that I kept saying, ooh, that's a big breast. Something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was something, you know. Well oh, done, well yes, done. Exactly. So, so it was a good meal? It was fabulous. And you know, and the, the other thing, too, is it's uh, my sister, um, we have to have a traditional meal, and then we have my sister's meal. So we have the traditional stovetop stuffing, uh-huh, you know, everybody uh-huh. has or whatever. Carbs. Um, exactly. And then we have um, the alternate stuffing where mm-hmm. my sister just um, spins the um, spice rack and then dumps something in. Oh my goodness. If it doesn't look colorful enough, she'll put, throw blueberries in, you know, things nice. like that. So there's a she... control group. And yes, also... exactly. So we even had like sweet potatoes, the traditional candy yam, things like this. And then we had the non-sugar um, oh, sweetened uh, yam. So it was a very interesting... And how did the squirrels like it? <laughs> So it was, it was, so it was really good. We had two turkeys. We had uh-huh. one that my sister made, and then we made the traditional, you know, turkey. And, and so, it was, so do they do this because your sister's not a good cook, and so they need backup? No. Yeah. And, oh, you know, the thing, the situation is, is that um, both of my sisters, I actually have three sisters, okay. but two of them do the cooking. And one of them is a very traditional where she um, will, like when it says one cup of flour, she actually like takes levels the, out the, levels out the, mm-hmm. the cup up. She's very exact, you know. She doesn't like that you take a pinch. She's like, well, how big is a pinch? Oh, nice. Or, or who who made this so she knows how big their fingers are and things like this. <sighs> Where my other sister, literally, she does not duplicate any meal because it is the spinning of the spice rack. She grabs something, throws it 
then puts it back, spins again. She does like threes. She does, does them in threes. I love it. So yes. she doesn't really know the names of the spices. No. She's like, oh, I need to put in some more brown with some more green, yellow. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have one, and I have a brother-in-law. So the brother-in-law that is with the traditional where she levels everything out, he is stovetop stuffing. He does not like any surprises in his food. Where my other brother-in-law, who is married to the one that surprise cooking, you yeah, never know. Surprise. Surprise cooking. Yes, exactly. It's always the rosemary surprise. Um, that uh, she, uh, he's like, he's just game. And you know what? And his thing is, is if I don't like it, it stays on my plate. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't think anything of Plates it. Full, and give him new one. Exactly, exactly. So that's awesome. And so that's where it's it's kind of an exciting. Th- you know, you never know what's going to be on the table. You never know what what you're going to taste. You don't know what mixtures are going to happen. And now is this just for Thanksgiving that the experience? Oh no, no, no! no. Oh, it happens year year round. But it's all it's one of those things where. She can't have the traditional Thanksgiving and things like that, but mm. um, you know. And then the other thing too is, I I do the thing is, I really do enjoy my family. I mean, it's one of those things where we have a large enough crowd that we then, after we all participate in the dishes and clean up the dishes, so it's not you know just one person um, or the women in the kitchen kind of thing. Right. Um, but then afterwards. All the games come out, and it's like so. Then, oh. so we had a massive there, game of Risk. There, uh, and, oh, Risk! Oh, you know, I've risk never and, played Risk, and I have no idea what it's about. <clears throat> oh well, it's world domination, and that's what it really is. It's about right. armies attacking armies and things like this. And it world doesn't do- sound exciting. Well, it's a, it's like kind of like world domination sounds generally exciting. Yes, exactly. And then, but see, my nephew does do rules every year, so we he, <laughs> yes, exactly arbitrary rules. Yes. So exactly. So we have traditional risk, and then like for instance, there's the Star Wars risk where you have superpowers oh. and things like this, like the Force, and then you have like the dark side and things like this. And then there's another one where you have uh, citadels. There's another one I can't remember what it is, but it's something where you have citadels, and and so he takes and, a combination does, of all his favorites. When you win, you control the world. You control the world. Okay. Yes, exactly. You get to wear a crown. I, well, you could, you could. Actually, there's red. We have red, yellow, green, and black. And so, oh. and so this year we had the various gods. Um, where um, Ooh, so like who Zeus. could? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so it's very interesting how. Do you have um, a favorite? Um, well, you know, this year's risk, I have to admit, was good. Was was we he his rules because it's different every year. So, um, and as I'm learning how to play risk and how to do all these different things, because it's also different boards sometimes. Like he will we'll play traditional. Risk, but just, only, I'm confused already. It's fine. Well, because there's like the traditional risk, which is just the, our world in a uh-huh. map. And then, like for instance, there's Star Wars risk, so you have different planets. And then uh-huh. there's you know a different kind of risk, like for instance, like um, uh, Napoleon risk. So you have Napoleon, you know, the, the, the only the world the world around uh, the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So there's different ones where you uh, and so different. There's different. And the boards. whole family gets into it. Well, f- uh, all the men get into it, while the women um, seem to sit back. Really? Yeah. It's and do commentary? Yes, exactly. Exactly. You, you so know, we sometimes we, play team risk, where there's two people nice. on the team, and then we decide how we want to take over the world. Exactly. See, we used to play Trivia Pursuit. Oh, yes. But absolutely. My, the rest of my family is not good at it. Oh, see. So, yes. And, uh-huh. like, and it'll be my most of my family minus my father, and then my father will, like, yell from the kitchen, like, oh. incorrect answers. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> the other game we used to play a lot is Bingo. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. We're a bingo family. Yes, yes. Totally. Well, we play Boggle. And you ever played Boggle before? Oh, is that the thing with the square with the cubes and the letters? Yes, exactly. And, and our tumbling. rule is in our house is that you can play, like, for instance, we play, like, uh, Scrabble or, or Boggle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you write down a word or you play a word, if none of the people in the family know it, um, then... Then it doesn't count? Well, no. You have to come up with a definition. And if your definition is, is oh. good enough that all of us believe you... 
It's that's like Scrabble. Whether it's a well, but the, the thing is, is then after we've all agreed, well, it must be a word. We look it up, and if it's still, if it's not in the dictionary, but we all believed you. You got it. You got nice. the point. So it's one of those things of very good. Yeah, and then we play like for instance, we have a I have a nine year old nephew, mm-hmm. and so we allow him to have like the two two letter words. That's awesome. You know, so we everybody can play. You know, so I love it. Yeah. So so you didn't stay in Michigan for my no no. I, you know, I flew home to St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm from. Wow. Right? I flew home seventy two hours with the family. I thought your arms looked a little more more muscular. Uh, they were. And my, <laughs> and boy, my arms tired. So um, seventy two hours went home. It was very nice. You know, my brother and sister in law had to actually go to Kansas, where my sister-in-law's from, wow. for Thanksgiving. So we did Thanksgiving dinner on a Wednesday night. Wow! Yeah, and so it was very nice, very low-key. I saw my nephew for the first time in Oh, How old is your nephew? Eight months. Wow! Yeah, he's the boss. He's the boss! He's the boss. <laughs> like, literally, he's able to make my father sort of, like, his all his, you know, adult faculties disappear and suddenly... <laughs> I like love this six-year-old big it. man is, is saying, "Like, here's the boy." Here's the, and this is—I mean, I can't make this up. That's and so, um, but it was really good. It was good. And good. then, so Thursday we had already had Thanksgiving, so we just sat around the house and watched the parade. And wow, and so we, we didn't have a casino. second one. You guys all went. Oh, then you went to the casino, play bingo. I bet uh, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It was ended up being a really nice break. It was nice. Good. I needed to get away, so oh yeah, away. You, I, you know what? I don't think our listening audience actually knows. What? You are so busy. Your schedule. I'm like, I admire I mean, your schedule. It's busy, but whatever. But you know, but the thing is, is that I mean, I sometimes think about like all the different things that you, you're involved in, and all the things that you're doing and planning. And well, first of all, there's all the things that you're doing. You know, that I see the events that you're putting on. What do you and mean? Then I right realize now, on the radio, you're listening to WCBN FM in our radio point three closets are for clothes. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then there's, and then it dawns on me, like, what about all the planning he puts into this, and all the fundraising, and all the the plot planning he has to put into this thing to make it happen and it's plotting well if i didn't have a good team and some good support it wouldn't happen so there you go people like you and the office and uh, our engineers the alexes today yes we have both alexes both Woo-hoo. alexes we, we we've commanded quite a battery of, of professionals here. yes absolutely and that's because we're broadcasting off-site we are you are listening to closet star for clothes remote location in the michigan union ballroom yes um and we've got a few people, and this is the other thing too. We've got like a little bit of a studio audience. That's today. true, and we are. You we're know? the reason why, folks. We are in the Michigan Union Ballroom is because uh, we're doing a special World AIDS Week episode, and we are surrounded by history. You may have heard us say that earlier. And we're um, there are eight 12 by 12 foot quilt sections yes. here yes. from the AIDS Memorial quilt. There Pretty are eight amazing. sections here. And you know what? And I was talking to somebody earlier and it's like, I don't think I've ever seen these. These are ones that I don't think I've ever seen here in Michigan. I mean, usually when I go to these things, it's like, you know, they sent the same ones again. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've seen this one before. But I don't think I've, I don't recognize yeah, any one so, of these this time. So, so, And you know, we're getting a lot of people who haven't seen this quilt before, wow. have not seen the quilt section before. So we're getting people leaving and saying, wow, I, I I've read about it, I've seen pictures, but it's so different when I see it in yeah. person. And that's what we really want to try to do. Absolutely. You know, one of the taglines is, you know, in a, in, uh, in a fight against a disease that has no cure, education is our most potent tool. And that's absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely. Education really is our most potent tool. It's a, it's the thing that we have. Yes. And I think that that's one of the things, too, is that, and, and it's one of the things that frustrates me about um, HIV, is that, you know, that there's so many that we know how you get it. 
you know, and that you can definitely prevent mm-hmm. yourself from getting HIV. Um, but they, but we can't reach all the populations that are being affected by Absolutely. HIV right now, especially. And, and the we is everyone. It's not just people who do prevention work. Right. It's not just you know organizations, aid service organizations, but it really is our governments that sometimes fail us. In yes. This too, right? Yes. Yes, and that's why I would definitely encourage you, and I know we say this almost every program, every other program, but it's like, yes, get involved. Get involved with your government and help them, you know, help us get these type of educations out there mm-hmm. and, and, you know, prevent, uh, uh, and, and preventing um, HIV, absolutely, you know. That's right, and, you know, one of our, our things that we're saying is know your status, right? Yes. One in four people living in the United States with HIV don't know that they have the virus. Right, right. So know your status. There's so many places to get tested. Absolutely. Uh, free and anonymously. There is, there is. Especially in Washington County. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there is, I mean, if you're going to a college, there's Eastern Michigan has the mm-hmm. Snow Health Center. Um, the there's event, University of Michigan's got the University Park, of Health Service. Yeah, there's HARC for the community. There's the Washington County um, Health Department, um, Planned Parenthood. There's all places that you can go and find out what your status is. And a lot of them are needle-free. So yes. if you're afraid of needles, absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's just a, a mouth swab. Absolutely. And they even give you a lollipop afterwards. <laughs> well, some of us do. Some of us. <laughs> yeah, some of us do. Because <clears throat> the one thing is, is that the um, uh, the mouth swab is very salty, but uh-huh. it's purposely that way so it, could, it can gather a lot of sure. um, saliva and. Wow, you're and, super knowledgeable about that. Well, exactly. Well, I've been doing uh, HIV work for probably. Oh my, I was thinking about this the other day, and it's probably been almost 15 years that I've been working. It's amazing. So you know, on next week, I'm going to be in Lansing. Wow. For what? I'm going to do prevention specialist training with the state. Oh. I figured, you know, I know a lot, but I want to learn more. Right? And you know what? And the thing is, is that I don't think, and you, you, you're going to go through the training and you're going to, they're going to give you a five, five inch ring binder and, and just full of information, full of articles, full can of. Can I watch the movie? No. <laughs> yes, you can. You can watch the movie, but that won't even cover it. It is there is so much information about HIV, and and you know, and and even being in the business for as long as I have, there is so much more I need to learn. And there are so many new things that are coming out about HIV, and and one of the things I think that I'm going to put a little plug in here is mm-hmm. that the money that we raise for research reg- regarding HIV, one of the things is that we're working with the immune system. So the discoveries that we're making um, uh, and how to treat HIV. HIV or how to prevent HIV, totally we are finding out the cures for other diseases. Oh. Because one of the things when we first started this, like when I first got here, we were telling people we don't know how, we don't know what triggers HIV from suddenly, you know, seven years later, um, uh, attacking the body. Right. Well, what we found out is that the body is is actually being um, a tar- being um, there's a war going on right from the beginning, and that a our, war in the system or a with war? war on the immune system where HIV is attacking the immune system. And um, and our immune system is able to 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 fight it for a little bit, but after a while, it just gets exhausted. I mean, it's like running wow. it's like running a marathon every single day, wow. and so the body just finally just gets tired and says, "I can't do it anymore." And that's when we end up with the AIDS status, wow. where you start having wow. co- the immune system just starts shutting down, it's and that goes below two hundred. Yes, exactly, therapy, right? exactly. And then we, we discovered later on that you know when you get too low. Like where your your immune system or what we call the T cells to where it's down to zero, then your immune system starts losing memory. Oh wow! So, so it a flu, know how to find out, anything, find off opportunistic infections, like just the common flu or um, or the common cold or 
things like that, that HIV can be able to, um, like a common cold, someone with a compromised immune system can turn into pneumonia and then even turn into death. So let me ask so, your opinion um, mm -hmm. of what you think. Uh, so there's a big thing about the RED campaign. Tell me more. Are you familiar with the Red Campaign? A little bit. It so depends red on which campaign, Red you're talking about. Right. So it's the Red Campaign is this thing that um, Gap is doing and uh, Bono is behind. And basically it's like this this thing where if you buy a bunch of stuff, like portions of the proceeds will go to the Global Fund. And the Global Fund, the global fund um is basically where, where does the global fund does the global fund take it uh go toward like things in in in, in um africa or it, it, well, education or so, retreatment yeah it, it fights aids tuberculosis and malaria and it was uh it was established in o2 and um it's partnership and lots of money there and so it it goes to internationally but okay. especially africa so wow. there's this thing and bono has thrown his um, his support behind it and you can buy products from Gap and there's an American Express card and there's a cell phone and wow that's a stuff wow iPod, there's lots of stuff that comes So no I red. haven't heard about the red campaign So so interesting you buy things and it's red and then you know. So this is where I'm conflicted, and I'm actually put the, I'm going to say right. this right on the uh -huh, air: uh -huh. is that um, yes, I truly do believe that um, universe or worldwide or universal um, um, improvement of health is important for our world, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think that when there's there's folks that are down and that are being um, that this is this is becoming overwhelming, and like for instance, like in Africa, I know there are entire villages that are disappearing just absolutely. because of HIV. Right. And um, so I mean, there'd be a village. There next, uh, we had a faculty member that I knew of that you know one year she went into this one village and the next year she went to go visit to do more research and it was, and it was gone. gone. Yeah. Um, and so there there are entire communities in Africa where with us it's just a whole generation that, right. that's disappeared. Um, and but then at the same time I look at that and I understand how devastating it is for you know to have orphans that are you know the incredible number of orphans that are there and the and the incredible um, and the, the Right. that's happening mm -hmm. or where they're thinking that if you have sex with a virgin that it's going to cure you of HIV. Right. You know, in different parts where they're just not getting the information that they need. I understand that. And I really get that we need to, to I know where you're going. Them. And I totally, I agree. So, <laughs> but. So there's also this part of the domestic uh, yes. concerns with HIV. Right here being, in Washington County. Right. Being the second highest rate of HIV transmission in the state of Michigan. Wow. We, uh, what about us here? You know, mm -hmm. what about the people that I know or the or the faces of people that have HIV? They're here in Washtenaw County. Absolutely. In Ann Arbor. In so I'm, I'm torn because, you know, part of me says, like, it's really good that we are having AIDS education or at least we're Absolutely. raising the awareness. Absolutely. But the other part Even of me without is, funds, you're doing fantastic. Right. And but the other part of me is, does the money really going to the, the, the global fund? Right? right. How much? Like, yes. isn't the money already gone there? Yes. Right? And also, like, are we telling people that if you buy something that's red, then you've done your part? To right. Oh, good point. I didn't even and think about so going I, there. I mean, but Absolutely. Again, like, it's hard because I don't want to say to people, don't buy red products. Right. No. Red right. my favorite color. I have yes. some red stuff as well. Yes. So, and you look fabulous in red. But thank you. And so, but that's where I struggle. Yes. Like, you know, I, I refuse to let people be comfortable and say, yes. look, I bought a red product 
this is my fight, I would say. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And that's something I think every individual has to deal with because I think the other thing is is that, okay, so yes, I would love you to have, because of HIV, I have many friends that have HIV and that are dear to my heart and I would love to have the, the cure and have them in my life much longer. But at the same time, there are other diseases out there like cancer. Right. You know, my sister just was talking to me about a six-year-old who's down her body's full of tumors and full of cancer. You know, well, that's not fair to the six-year-old either. She right. doesn't have HIV, but, you know, so what funding? And it gets overwhelming exactly. of all the exactly. needs that we have and all the needs our community, you know, But, is... you know, I think the other thing is like with other – and, again, I, and I want to put this out there. I'm not interested in making this hierarchy of oppression between, between – uh, diseases and chronic diseases right? right right so i'm not here to say that like one disease is better than the other obesity disease. or anything like that right right, exactly. right but i think that hiv like seems or it cancer can seem so arbitrary yes right? but hiv we know the prevention steps well and the other thing too is that i want to point out too is that um one of the things that i that i what i and i should say one of the things I find absolutely fascinating about HIV is that it also hits the the communities that um, that the the out the outlining communities or the communities that society has forgotten on the fringe almost. Right? Thank you. That's what I was trying to figure out with how to well, say that. And I on think the a fringe. perfect example of that is the Ryan White Act. Absolutely. Ryan White was a, a courageous young man. Amazing man. Who was young, uh, young diagnosed man. with HIV through yes. transfusion, and it took his life mm -hmm. for for the government to really say okay we'll yes. fund it yes right yes so i think you know i heard Marjorie... it was actually what it, what it was amazing was the fact that he walked into congress and said i have hiv right you need to help me and yeah. and, 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 and just like the courageous man we talked about last week who exactly. um you know who i think his name was sean and how he went into congress and started talking about i'm transgendered right you know and i think that's what was amazing of that young man to make that decision when hiv was scary people didn't know anything about it and mm -hmm. people ostracized mm -hmm. people because of it exactly um so anyway that's what i just want to make sure ryan white is no no absolutely his name absolutely. is more than just than just a fund it's um but he definitely he, he and but the problem is though gabe is that we're from my understanding is that um they're now trying to defund the ryan white they're trying to you know take the act back so people are not getting the health care that they need mm -hmm. you know people mm -hmm. who are you know living on the streets are not getting the medication that they need you know i just sit there and and, and even the and we need to hold our our we always say this you know we need yes. to hold our our, our our representatives accountable yes you know i was listening i yet last year i heard marjorie hill speak and mm -hmm. she's the she's an african african-american woman who's mm -hmm. the head of the gay men's health crisis wow and gay men's health crisis is the yes. oldest aid service organization it is. in the nation yes um, out of Larry new york kramer yeah. um founded it and it's in new york right and she said you know all these facts and figures but we're not talking about AIDS. We're talking about homophobia. We're yes. talking about racism. We're yes. talking about classism. Classism, yes, exactly. So, And I think that it's all there. So we're talking about the, how education is missing. So we're talking yes. about all these things when we're talking about HIV. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is that I've been really, you know, the people that are the drug using community, the community that mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, the, the, yes, I may not know exactly what it's like to be an IV drug user, but you know what? The, there's a reason why they're using, right. you know, what is it that's going on in our community that we feel that they're disposable? Right. You know, exactly. and, and you know why now this, okay. So now in the United States, it's switched from, 
a white gay man disease to an African-American youth disease, and and especially disease. after women, mm-hmm. African-American mm-hmm. women, um, and that why are we considering them disposable? Right. And why are we not funding and getting them the help and the education that they need? You know, I wanted to return to something. I was watching a documentary today that ABC News did, right. and they aired it last August. It was called Out of Control, AIDS in Black America. Mm. Um, and they talked about this whole idea of exporting our concern for AIDS mm-hmm. because because uh, you know our entertainers don't want to be connected to the gay community right right and they're saying like how foolish is it that um, we are going to quote unquote rush to the aid of Africa when we can't keep our own house absolutely healthy, absolutely you know? and you know and whose fault is that who owns AIDS all of us do yes. we all own AIDS. absolutely mm-hmm. well and the other thing too is that um, so so maybe you can be able to help me with this is that I also feel that the advocacy has also, as the as the population has changed, the advocacy has gone down. Hmm. And you know, one in in my day or heyday when I started learning about it and really getting involved several years ago, um, you know, I you know there were there were. Um, and there was ACT UP. There was all these uh, right. organizations where um, uh, people were fighting and saying, you know, just give it. We'll be the experiment. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't try to go through all these little avenues. We'll be the experiment. Or we'll, we'll you know, we need money to help us with getting just health care right. or housing or just being able to provide a quality care or quality of life, allowing these people to die with dignity. Mm-hmm. And there was all this advocacy that I don't see anymore nowadays. You know, and I think it returns to something we said earlier about students and a whole generation of people not knowing the quilt yes like the quilt continues to be made and added to there is a section behind me that's that's from 2007 april yeah. 2007 wow really so so i that think, recent yeah there's Holy a generation moly. that just don't doesn't know the quilt and hasn't grown up with aids at the door wow yeah right? um, well and that's do you know what why why the quilt started right exactly it's started by cleve jones because um because funeral homes refuse yes. to bury and have services for people who died with it from AIDS, that's right, AIDS exactly. related causes. Yep. So that's why these quote pieces. And do you know why the size? Are the size of a coffin. Yes. Exactly. So. Exactly. And you know when I tell people that, or when people read about that, they're they're like, wow. Yeah. Why wouldn't, you know, a question I got was why wouldn't they have a service for someone who died of AIDS? Right. Well, and I can tell you, there's probably places now. Yeah. That we'll say there still is, yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a situation I remember about a, a couple of years ago where there were, um, I don't know how to describe it, either a client or a friend or something like this. Um, it was through an agency, and I found, and um, they were asking like help for this particular person because she had been evicted from her from her uh, from her home mm-hmm. because um, uh, the landlord thought that she she was going to spread HIV through the toilet water. Wow. Now wait a minute here. I mean, how long? Have, this is the third decade that we've been dealing with this, mm-hmm. and there are land still a general of, lack of education exactly. about the nature of the disease. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's just been, you know, and the other thing too, I want to kind of get back to another. And so one of the things I want to ask you about is, hmm. do you think um, because it was white gay men who had had this felt of right of privilege, this right of you know, no, you are not going to ignore me, that that's why there was more advocacy then, and now. We're dealing with a population that's so used to being beat up and so used to being put down. You mean, so by that population, to... you mean populations of color? Right. Well, I think that they're certainly interconnected. I think that um, it's so much easier to think that the other doesn't look like you. 
Yes. Right? Absolutely. So I'm a person of color, and I know that my congressmen and women are white. Yes. Um, and they represent my state and represent mm-hmm. my political views, but do they represent my true interests as a person of color, Correct. as a gay person of color, right? Correct. And so I think that you know many of the systems and institutions that are run by predominantly white folks, yes. you know, you know the people to whom they're accountable to. It's hard, right? You know, right. Exactly. Especially for people of color. So I think there are some intersections there okay. that make it so difficult. Yes. The Absolutely. intersection of being gay, of you know um, whether or not a person has HIV, um, yes, and their color, the pe- Absolutely. people of color. So yeah, I think that has something to do with it. Exactly. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, or wanted to kind of talk with you too, is next week. So you're going to be going and getting. Uh, um, Certified to be an HIV counselor, uh, or are you uh, just going to prevention be a, specialist? Just yeah. a prevention mm-hmm. specialist, okay. And um, so, one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about too is, you know, why is it important to be get tested? And I think one of the things is, is that nowadays it's different than when we when I first started. All we had was AZT, mm. and AZT, and we found out that we were just prescribing at a really high amount. That was yeah. really, and um, there was a lot more complications that should have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, we could mm-hmm. have been doing a little bit better, but now there are so many options, and there's so there's ways to catch it at Absolutely. the three different stages of infection. And yeah, so absolutely. Before. And the key to this whole thing, not only is it prevention, I mean, for preventing from getting it is the is ideal. Um, but if you do end up um, having HIV, then one of the things is the next thing is that we know what we need to do to be able to provide a long life for somebody. Mm-hmm. And one of that is medical intervention. Right. By keeping the viral load to a really, really low amount, to mm-hmm. what we call undetectable. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes the media will say, well, that means cure. Well, that no. doesn't mean cure. Mm-mm. We just mean that our tests get it low enough that we know that the person is the, that the immune system is not uh, being impacted at such a high degree that it is able to function and fight off other diseases um, and and keep its memory as we mentioned earlier in the show right. and I think that that's one of the key things is to be able to do early um, um, early intervention and early and getting that medical um, intervention I guess again to um, uh, to make sure that we were we're getting the care that you need to be able to to treat this as you we need do. care absolutely absolutely and and so and that's why it's so key to be able to and one of the things is that as an HIV counselor um, not only do we don't really the, the impact when you come in to get tested um, at um, the agencies we mentioned there is a counseling uh, aspect to it. Absolutely. It, it takes about 20 minutes, right? Yep, exactly. And you're asked about your risk factors. Yes. And it is. and it is. It's about risk, determining what risk factors there are and also determining what um, what you could do to prevent yourself. If you're mm-hmm. continuing with those risk and factors, what can you do? Lowering your risks. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So if you're going to be engaging in certain things, then there, there are ways we can do to be able to you know, protect Make yourself. Make it safer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's and that's one of the things that we talk about in the session is that you know, how do we, if, you're, if you do end up being negative after we test you, how do you remain negative? Absolutely. And how do you keep how do you stay negative and um and also there's the aspect of the counseling as well as if it comes back positive what are the next steps right you know about medical intervention because but i think people do live long healthy, absolutely. happy lives absolutely absolutely i mean we're looking going on an era where we're which is a message people. that i think is a little double-edged right yes absolutely well the right. thing is is that yes people are living longer people like for instance that are that are definitely um 
that are going on the 25 year mark and things like this with this disease but i think one of the things that's also what we don't realize is yes we are able we are we can compare it to being treated for diabetes and live long with it but the difference between hiv and diabetes is that the medications don't cause like 30 to 60 days of diarrhea right or that you are antiretroviral drugs are a big deal absolutely that you have um you have great you have a high amount of fatigue um uh where you can you're sleeping 12 to 15 hours a day you can you know you can't really stay awake that long or you have or you and have I to take medication you know, with food and some without food yeah like with someone who's mm -hmm. saying like shouldn't the public know that if you take there are chances that if you take antiretroviral drugs right after a very high risk um behavior that you your chances of you know, right. mitigate the risk of not getting right. HIV. Like, right. um, that's a really dangerous method. Absolutely, it's a very dangerous because method. ARV, antiretroviral drugs are not Tylenol. Right. Absolutely. We're not talking about something. Well, and the other thing that we need to talk about, and if you watch Heroes, you're going to be watching a lot about this, is where, um, you know, the, the disease, the HIV, why we have not found a cure is that it mutates. Mm -hmm. The disease we're working with right now is not the same disease we had 10 years ago that we didn't have back in 1982. I don't watch Heroes, so I don't get the... So what happened is, and here, if you're watching Heroes on NBC, one of the things is that um, they are now f uh, preventing a uh, worldwide uh, disease epidemic. And the, re the problem is, is that the disease is um, mutating. Is mutating. Um, because the, the, this one agency is trying to um, get rid of people's powers. We should have probably said spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're trying to get rid of people's powers, and they're using this particular drug or things like this to be able to squash the, the, uh, uh, the powers. And what's happening is they're discovering is that they're, uh, it's actually mutating, uh, uh -huh. this disease. So what happens? So that's one of the things is that, and I guess this is one of those things where I'm like, all right, so I went a little too far with that, that example. But it's one of those things is that HIV is mutating on a regular basis. And so one of the things is with these, we may have lots of medications, mm -hmm. but we're already seeing what we call super viruses where there are no medications. Right. There are no medications for, for the disease. And, and let's that, not fool ourselves that this is incurable. Uh, uh, currently. This is incurable. I'm sorry, I have to say mm -hmm. currently it's incurable. Exactly. This is something that you, yeah, that you are, that currently you would be fighting. You're going to, the fight begins. Right. You know, and I think um, um, that, that is one of the things that needs to, to people need to understand is that. Um, and the other thing, I guess, one of the things why I'm promoting testing and going to get tested is that not only do you find out what your risk factors are, but then you when your friends, partners. exactly, mm -hmm. your partners, your friends, your and family you know, members. demystifying this process of testing. Absolutely. Right? It's important that we get tested absolutely. and normalize the process by which we are tested. Absolutely. And, you know, part of that is also normalizing conversations about sex with our partners. Right. 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 Exactly. So many issues. Absolutely. And I'll say it again, and I'll say it a million times, like in a disease that has no cure, education is our is our most potent education is our only tool yes exactly so we are wcbn fm in our radio 8.3 closet for closed radio we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk to some people here we're, we're on remote in at the michigan union ballroom uh, for the aids memorial quilt and we'll be right back
job. That yeah. was a, quite a powerful song. And that's, you know, we heard from them last week, too, that was, uh, that was Sweet Honey in the Rock. Yes. Um, and that's called Patchwork. Nice. And Patrick, actually, it was a song written about the AIDS quilt. AIDS oh, no wonder it fits so perfect. It I did. was like, I wow. Know, right? So one of the things I want to get back to really quick, somebody approached us at the table while we were listening to the music. And I think that one of the things that, that's a, that we need to talk about with testing is that um, testing is also, one of the things testing that happens in the session is that we it, you do become quite aware and you do become quite it, it, it's, it's like right there in your face of what's going on it's, and what your risk is scary. exactly and it's not that the point of the counseling session is to scare you but to also bring a reality to it so you understand what's going absolutely. on absolutely and i have to admit the next seven days i mean at least if wherever you're going because it takes seven to ten days exactly is is pretty intense and so one of the things if you are if you are in with a good counseling session they will talk about what are you going to do to take care of yourself the next seven days because it's anxiety Producing. Exactly. Like, what if it does come back positive? And one of the things they do talk, they should also talk to you about is like, what if it does come back positive? Who are you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. And also, if it comes back and negative. And it is a wake up call. Yes. And it is education. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we're here in the ballroom. I, so tell me, so, okay, so one of the things we haven't talked to them about is like, what are we, we're like, what does this really look like? So, how can we describe this to our listeners? Well, so they're 12 foot by 12 foot. Yes. And they're hanging up. Yes. Suspended from piping. And on the, I've never experienced it like this before. I've no. always seen it on the ground. Exactly. And walked among it. I think the impact is totally different. Yes. Um, so right, I'm standing in front of one. Um, one. The dates are July 9th, 62 to April 21, 07. Yeah. Um, and it says, Angel Torres, the fairest flower in all the fields. So there are each each section is made of these eight panels yes and the panels are sewn together but also have um mementos and, and letters and the names of the people and who pictures are, and, and pictures who are yeah. memorialized yeah, this one so. right here Go ahead. from brian's house and this one has 12 pairs of baby shoes on it wow and these are is that what shoes. those are over there? Oh my gosh! And it it has their initials and the year. They're real shoes. They're not cut out. No, they're shadows. real shoes. They're, they're real, real shoes, shoes that are, that are um, affixed to the quilt. So really, it's beautiful. There's there's mixed wow. media. There's colors. There's, and here we also have a, in the center of the room. There's um, a signature quilt where people who are visiting the quilt can come mm. visit. Um, sign the quilt and the quilt will be and some of the stuff that they've signed has also been pretty interesting too i mean it's been one of those things where the things the things that they um have signed on the quilt uh, some of the messages or the thoughts absolutely and they're in many different languages and and really this this piece of the quilt will be sent back to atlanta and be incorporated into the and when you enter the room, you look right onto a screen. Where did you get all the pictures? It's a slideshow, or so the slideshow is done by um, an organization called the F Word, which oh. is a feminist collective. Oh, I love it! And so sorry, they yes, that's put great. Together these awesome images of of women around the world who. Um, so it's an estimated eighty-one percent of people in the need of antiretroviral drugs in Asia have no access to them. Yes, that's one of the one of the figures. And so, um, and there's another one up there that talks about not all women have um, have a choice of what, um, right? You know, they have a choice on what can be used to protect themselves, right? And Sex workers, for example, absolutely, mm-hmm. or even just in certain certain. So there's towns. a lot of things to respond yeah. to and be touched by here. In, absolutely. In, um, and I, th- I think there's several people that um, uh, we've also 
that have had gone through the whole thing and have had reactions. Absolutely. To so let's grab. Hi, this is. So we're with Patrick Fadell. Hi, Patrick. And Patrick is a student here. Yes, I am. Um, and um, so, have you seen the quilt before? Have you? No, actually, this is my first time that I've ever seen the quilt. Have you read about it before or anything? Uh, I have read about it. I did an alternative spring break trip um, two years ago. And we worked with God's Love We Deliver in New York City. And one of the things that I did, to, I researched a little bit about the AIDS movement and about AIDS projects. And the quilt definitely came up. And I've seen pictures of it um, when it was at the Washington Memorial in the Washington in D.C. Um, but this is the first time that I've ever actually I've seen uh, panels of it. And it's very emotional. Which one seemed to stand out most to you? I think the ones with human, no, sorry, uh, people's clothing on yes. it, I think, um, stand out the most to me because, especially the one um, with the pants just right over there, um, those are his pants. Those were his pants. And it's just very, um, very, very, very powerful to see that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that, um, that particular one. Um, it also shows that he has keys on it, um, a bandana as well and it's it it definitely gives a much oh, more yeah. human humanistic aspect to um this quilt um it's much more powerful because of that yeah so you said that you worked on a quilt piece yourself or no i haven't worked on a quilt piece other than the one that i just signed over there oh excellent excellent so do you think that you know what do you think the impact of something like this is like what do you think the message is for people who haven't seen the quilt before only read it it puts it puts a human face to it um i mean i've grown up um sort of in the culture of um aids and it i've always known the numbers i've always been told about aids and what it does to you but i've never seen a human face to it before um and to see a human a face to it and to see how it impacts someone um and their family that's probably the most powerful thing that you could possibly take away from this and there are human faces represented on here. There's lots of pictures and there's lots of, of letters. And they're just, you know, every time I walk up to a section, there's something I see that really just, that really just um, affects me. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you so much, yeah. Patrick. And one of the things that Patrick, uh, that was really good that he brought up is the pictures that you see in D.C. Um, that happened a few years ago. Um, that was the last time that the AIDS quilt was able to be displayed in its entirety because now... It is too big even for the um, the mall in Washington. And so. you know, that was also the first time that a president, a sitting president and a vice president had seen the AIDS quilt. And can I ask who that might have was? That was the first President Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> the first President Clinton. I mean, uh, yes. President Clinton. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, even Absolutely. that is powerful. Absolutely. And you know, I've had people come up and say like, Do, why didn't we get the whole thing? Wow. And like, well, because it weighs 42 tons. Yes. And it includes names from hundreds of thousands of people. Yes, from exactly. From all states and 11 different countries. And one of the things that people also don't understand, that maybe not realize too, is that these are made by the, the families that are grieving. These are not made by the individuals. These are the, the ones who loved um, the, the individual um, and, and, what they, um, and what they were going through. And, um, and, and I think that that's... One of the things, and so we've got folks that are at tables that might want to speak to us as well. Absolutely. So we're going to talk to uh -huh. um, and to some folks here who are tabling, because yes. um, you know there's been tabling by different community and 
U of M organizations um, throughout um, the two days it's been here. It's been here for two days. Wow. Um, so and we're going to talk to Lavanya. And Lavanya is from from um, organization here at U of M. Which organization? The Association for India's Development. So the Association for India's Development, or AID, right? And it looks like that you are... Um, have, you, have you ever seen the quilt before? No, this is my first time. I was really overwhelmed by the quilt in general. It's very emotional. So can you tell me a little bit more about what AID does, Association for India's Development? Sure. Um, basically, AID is a national organization, and we fund development holistic projects in India. And with that, we also promote HIV-AIDS awareness in India. And we also have brought it on to campus events as well. So that's why we really wanted to be involved in World AIDS Week somehow. So we thought maybe having shirts and donations would be really benefit the coalition. And these shirts are really awesome. They have, it says, uh, no, lo no glove, no love, right? And it's a heart shape made of, of condoms. And it's very colorful, a small donation, and, you can, and all the money goes towards World AIDS Week. Um, so not often, you know, when, when people say AIDS internationally, Africa is the first thing that pops into a lot of people's heads. So what about the epidemic in India? Do you know a lot about it, or why is it something that AID... AID is, is particularly um, committed to, to addressing? Well, the epidemic in India is uh, is on a national level, uh, so that's why we're involved with this project because um, HIV AIDS is, is spread pretty quickly in India as well. So um, there have been a lot of projects in India to promote awareness about it, to get tested, and obviously there's more um, societal n norms that haven't been, uh, barriers that haven't been broken yet. So there's definitely a lot to be done there. So, I mean. What kind of what kind of stigma do they have in India when it comes to someone with HIV? So what is the, usually the, the population's reaction? Well, I think in general, there's just not that much education about it. So people don't really know what exactly this is, where it comes from. You know, maybe this is a folk, folkloral type of thing. So I think from that sense, um, there just needs to be more awareness about it, what exactly this virus is, and what can be done to gotcha. stop the spread of it. Right. Now, so kind of like, is there, do you by chance know, and I guess I'm putting you on the spot, is like when it comes to, um, like when in Africa, we were talking about whole villages disappearing, or like here in the U.S., we have a whole generation where there, where the gay community has been, you know, there's just, there's no generation of that particular gay community. What, what kind of impact is this having on India? Well, I mean, I'm not any ex expert, right, right, right. so That's why I, said I, I put you on the yeah, spot, I'm sorry. I don't really know, but I mean... I, honestly, the only thing that I really know is the fact that uh, awareness about the disease in itself gotcha. has been really... Are people being thrown out of their homes? Are, are families uh, taking them in and kind of like taking care of them or... You know what, honestly, you I'm not know. so... Okay. Gotcha. Um, knowledgeable okay, about that. Okay, that's great. Well, that's really great work. So, is this a new organization this year, or is this, uh, um, or has it been around for an organization for quite some time? Yeah, we've been around for quite some time. We're just um, getting into doing more work with the World AIDS Week 
Coalition. Perfect. Great. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Excellent. And we were just talking to uh, Lavanya, who is from the Association for India's Development, AID. And they are um, they have these awesome shirts here in the ballroom, and people can get them at other events um, for a small donation. And all the proceeds go towards World AIDS Week. Campaign was started in Uganda, the No Glove, Lo No Love campaign. So that's where we got it from. Excellent. Thank great. you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Lauren. That's great. You know, and I just want to, you know, there's one other person who's been here this whole time. Mm -hmm. um, and and what and and what's her name? Um, so we're with also with uh, Danielle. Dan oh, I love the name. Yeah. Um, so Danielle is um, a volunteer with social, Sociology 389 Project Community. Oh. So this is part of her volunteer work. And, nice. you know, Danielle has been here for the 20, almost 20 hours that we've done oh, the wow. programming. So what are some of the things that you've noticed about people as they walk in? Or has anything struck you? Well, I would have to definitely say that when they first walk in, their breath is probably taken away and they're taken aback because they didn't don't realize the impact of what a visual representation of AIDS can look like or HIV AIDS can look like in the people that it is affecting. Right. So I've noticed that they are definitely um, taking like just taking a good look at it and not just simply passing it by as an art like artwork, but really taking it in. So. Right. And why did you get, why are you interested in even doing something like this? I mean, I would, I had to take the class and then I looked and saw that this section primarily could focus on HIV AIDS and I felt like I don't, didn't know a lot about it and I could work for something and do something where I could focus that and maybe break the stigma that is um, associated with HIV AIDS. And I felt like that was something I really was really interested in and could really get something out of myself personally, not just for the class. So I know that this class isn't over yet. You've got a few more weeks yet. But what has been the one that was the most shocking or, or the one that really, well, yeah, what's, what was one thing that was shocking and another thing that might have been like the, that really hit home for you about HIV? Well, I know for like, just for, like shocking wise, is just that the, the, the people still think that they can, they're not at risk for getting HIV AIDS. It's just really, it's really like, unbelievable that people just just don't have that correct knowledge that they're not at risk at all yes. so and just as far as taking or hitting home I know my one of my roommates um, close like family friend is affected by HIV and so I just know that her I brought her here to see the quilt and wow. she's just looking at it and taking it back as well so wow. just that. so what are the things you're gonna be doing this semester or what are how this was the big one. This, this was the big, big one. Okay. final project, action project thing to do. So I'm pretty much, I've, since I've been here for the basically the whole 20 hours, I'm pretty much set for the whole year. But I mean, wrapping up loose ends. <laughs> so as far as like doing like papers with this and, and getting like, we had like an interview on a local, the local campus television show. Oh. So that was a really good plug for that. So. Absolutely. And so is, is it wait, over? Wait, wait, wait. You didn't do radio first? You went to the TV first? The TV came to us first. Oh. oh see. So, so what time is viewing until? And is there anything else going on tonight here? Yes, we are having closing remarks by a speaker. I'm not. Nisha Hanif. Mm -hmm. And then the viewing is continuing on till 9. So I wish, I hope everyone can come and get a chance to see this. It's very great. So it's just, so tonight is the last night? So tonight's the last night wow. till 9 o'clock. And I would say we've had almost 300 people walk through wow. to see the quilt in this in this past 20 hours. Oh, my goodness. 200 today alone, so. 200 alone today. Excellent. So why do you think that today was the big day? You know, I think that people, um, 
needed a day to figure, find out about it. Ah, okay. I think also, like, having maybe some of your, their friends tell other friends about it, right. and then just, like, them networking out, like, in a way, so. Which is exactly gotcha. the, how the message about getting tested should be spread, too. Absolutely. Thank you, um, And I think somebody there that, that might be, that we might be able to interview as well, that's kind of sitting down, should we... Uh, See what his reaction is because he so seems we're quite also, pondered. We're also here with Kevin Correa, and Kevin Correa is a regular a regular guest here in Closet Server Clothes. Kevin, how, what do you how do you feel about the quilt? What what are you reactions to it? Well, this is my first time seeing it, so I'm still in awe. Oh, um, Kevin, I'm sorry. Powerful. You know, it's one thing when uh, you listen to all the numbers of, of people who have died from AIDS, but then when you see these individual stories um, up close and in person, it just takes it to another level. Excellent. Wow, I'm. I, I'm sorry to. I was. I thought you had seen it before, so I didn't realize I was getting your live reaction to it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, he did look quite somber. That's why I didn't realize. <laughs> so. He said he saw it yesterday too. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so yeah. So, so that's really cool. I mean, it's really. I'm really glad that we were able to do remote here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been really, you know, once again, I, I accolades to WCBN. You know, for and the Alexes, absolutely, our great engineers, and 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 making this happen and trying to make this happen, mm -hmm. and you know, it's it's also very interesting to see all these quilts, and I'm always reminded when I come back and see these uh, various. It's like you know, one of the things I think, I'm like, what else could you do with a quilt? How could you? And then I remember, it's like every one of these are individuals, and how each one is going to be different, mm -hmm. and and. Um, you know, like for instance, putting the the hanky on the on the right. back and of the, the kids' shoes and the, kids the, and shoes. the and lyric of the song. You know, it says you've touched so many lives and so many more you don't even know. And I think that that's why December first is a Day World Without Day Art Day. and World AIDS Day. Yeah, yeah, and World AIDS Day and World Day Without Art. And I think part of it is because they're, how it did impact the you know, creative community exactly. And that this has been something that as we look at and and I see like wow, how creative all these different absolutely. You know, where I mean, I've seen. Some some where they have the the party dress of a, a little girl right. and things like this and it's been really so world aids week folks know your status absolutely come see the quilt it's here till 9 p.m absolutely be good to each other absolutely and and yeah and you be good to you, and you this was a big it was a big right. big undertaking so uh good job yeah i'm glad i was a part of it thank you for letting us do this yeah thanks for being here this is wcbn fm Ann Arbor. Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their license the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.